We're your health and safety angels, Daisy Silcock and Lindsay Mason. Health and safety. Busting the barriers. So we're back with episode five, which is following on from the last episode. That sounds ridiculous. Of course, (laughs) it's following on from the last episode. But the topic is actually expanding on what we were talking about before. So we're going to be focusing on the health and safety executive as an individual body and the advice and guidance they give people because everyone always talks about them being the police and trying to catch you out and cause you problems. But ultimately, they they are there to provide advice and support for businesses, right? Yes. Hello. Hi. You didn't say hello to me. Sorry. Because because I just get excited. Well, about and also and we're, we're we're still face to face. I mean, I don't, I've not moved not, in to Lindsay's house or anything. You haven't stayed down south. No. Um, so, yes, we're going to be talking about the HSE. And actually, I wanted to um, start by, well, giving you a, a description, well, their description, actually. And I take it, take this directly from the HSE website, which is www.hse.gov.uk. And we're going to be talking you through some of that website. I mean, I literally about probably about 0.5% of it because right. it's a rabbit hole of a of a website a rabbit hole that i've fallen into a few times oh god i know hours spent but i love it it's not a rabbit hole that i fall into and, and no. come out and think oh why did i do that you know when you have like your internet history i wonder how <laughs> many like legislation.gov.uk hse da, 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 iosh da, 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 pages you've actually probably looked at mine would tell a story of of a geek and a boring person that's a fact yeah and then 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 looking up like prosecutions or oh yeah disasters or something it must be you know if if we got if we got arrested for something and the police confiscated our computers i might probably look oh really dodgy. god we'd be no we they'd be sitting there going oh god, they're so boring oh god these people <laughs> oh god <laughs> So funny. Oh, even when I was at the airport recently, I was taking pictures because I always use those kind of examples in what I do. Mm. And so I now have loads of pictures on my computer yes. of just zebra crossings on the tarmac. Yes. And, and people just walking to an aeroplane. If they saw that, God knows what they'd think. People doing Wally-ish things. Yeah, then yeah. they do, really mm. do. Mm. So the HSE, uh, its mission is described as... The Health and Safety Executive is Britain's national regulator for workplace health and safety. We are dedicated to protecting people and places and helping everyone lead safer and healthier lives. So I read that straight from the website because we want to tell you exactly what they are saying. But ultimately, what it means is they are the main body that are controlling health and safety at work. Mm-hmm. for support in terms of implementing health and safety and then obviously telling people off if yes. they don't do what they're supposed to do. So as the national regulator for workplace health and safety, this is a role that was uh, created following the introduction of the Health and Safety at Work Act. So they kind of, well, just slightly afterwards, they came into um, the role, as it were. And they, it goes on to say in this sort of explanatory statement, it says, our role goes beyond worker protection to include public assurance. So this is giving the public, the mem- you know, every sort of everybody in the street. Yes. That sounded really badly Every grammared. human. Grammared. <laughs> grammared. Really badly grammared. Um, we're not in it for the grammar. No, we're not. 
thankfully. Um, but basically giving the sort of average person in the street that assurance that it doesn't matter where they are, because as we've spoken about in previous episodes, it is members of the public as well that we need to protect, um, that they have that assurance that if whether they're at the, the football match or whether they're you know going to the local shopping centre or whatever it is, they're still going to be looked after. Right. And it says, it goes on to say, we work to ensure people feel safe where they live, where they work and in their environment. So just to make a point that nowhere in that statement does it actually say, and we are going to go around with a clipboard enforcing the law. It's proactive. It's all about them doing positive things in this role to keep people safe. Do you know, it reminds me a little bit of our police service. You'll have people that will say, that the police try and catch you out. They'll hold speed cameras up to try and get you and get money. But they'd call the police if they needed them. Mm. No one's going, don't catch me speeding. And if somebody breaks into my home, I'm never going to phone you. <laughs> it's, yes. it's exactly the same with the HSE. People moan, oh, they're there to catch us out. Oh, if, if, if the HSE turn up, we're going to get in trouble. Let's hide stuff. But if you think about you taking your family to... Um, your local swimming baths or, or mm. uh, uh, an adventure park or whatever, the he- health and safety executive is there to keep you safe by making sure the people who are running these businesses are doing their jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. So actually, everyone should be engaged with this because it affects every single person. Even your yes. child walking down the street with the waste collection lorry going past, mm. they have a duty to keep you safe and the health and safety executive are there to make sure they're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, so sorry, it's got a bit passionate there. It's all right. I was just kidding. I get overwhelmed with it, you know, I just love it. <laughs> That's good, though. That's I do good. love it. Um, so we're going to be uh, sort of talking you through some of the things that you would find on the HSC website. So if you want to go on to their uh, www.hsc.gov.uk, as I've already given, uh, and go on to the home page. So you stop saying www, because that makes you sound really old. Does you know, it? What yeah, do you say? You don't have to do www. What do you say? hsc.gov.uk. Because oh, you can just go to the search bar and type in hsc.gov.uk. Well, I could have said https dot dot forward slash forward slash. That's over 65. <laughs> you know, there's little little barriers in life. We're, the, we're in that 40 bracket. That's when we do this www. The youngsters. Oh, midlife. They'll be, they'd be, you know what? They're laughing right now. I know, but that's okay. They can laugh at us. Yeah, it's true. Right. Well, that's because we're okay with it now. Yeah, it's cool. That's what happens when you get past four. So we are on that website, which I'm not going to say ever again. <laughs> I feel like a phobia now. And we're on the homepage. And obviously, we're we're talking about this in August 2023. So obviously, it might look totally different depending on when you're listening. But they're typically, the website has some tabs along the top. Um, home news guidance about HSE books free updates and contact and then underneath that you have a section that says popular and this is totally free there's no section of this website that if you click on to get information they're going to charge you there's a book section where there's stuff you can buy but you can equally download most of it for free so you don't actually have to pay for anything so it's all this is all paid for it's all Mm. covered there's no hidden fees or anything our taxes are paid yeah that's true so it is being paid for yeah yeah yeah. so we've got this popular section now for us because it's august top of the popular section says is it too hot to work i wonder if there's any year in the past few decades where you haven't heard that 
people go, oh, must be, must be too hot to work. Yeah, and I think that's the sort of question that come, well, it, it does vary sometimes, but usually kind of late spring, somebody's going, is there a too hot? <laughs> Always. Um, and the short answer, no. That was um, so perfectly like we didn't even, I know. we did that really in sync. We're so in sync. I love well, the HSE website and you. I was more of a boys' own fan than NSYNC. No, what, what have I got that says NSYNC? Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. Oh, God. No, this is terrible. I've, I need to remember that we're actually recording. Nah, that's okay. Um, as long as we don't swear, it's fine. Or do right, one sorry. of those, those, you're live on Channel 4. Please, Please don't do swear. swear. That's an age thing as well, because oh, they don't do right. that see, anyway. I'm just giving up now. Find yourself a young... See see if you can get my little boy. I'm slowly indoctrinating him. He's seven. He could come in here and he'll talk to you about health and safety. Oh, I'd love it. Like school safety. Oh, yes. Don't put a pencil in your nose. I think we should do more health and safety in school and not wait until people are employed in a workplace to start training totally. them. Totally. A different thing right i'm going to stop distracting okay you. sorry sorry so sorry. is it too hot to work is it too hot to work um we both said no yeah. so then underneath that we've got health and safety statistics so Ooh. this is great because this will tell you the reality of what's going on across the uk uh the most sort of latest statistics now on here because obviously the, the time we're looking at we're looking at this latest statistics for 2021 to 2022 now you can actually if you do a bit of digging around you can find the the, the latest latest certainly when it comes to things like fatalities um, but this will just give you a picture again with a free sort of pdf download document that you can also um, um, save and there's a posters and goodness knows what you can use from there as well but that basically tells you you know what is causing people to have time off from work through work-related health and safety failings um what's causing people to die at work be killed at work um, and things like how much it's costing the uk economy so for example the estimated cost for 2019-20 is a staggering 18.8 billion and that is only estimated because it's very difficult to actually really put right. a kind of final figure on this now t tell me something with these numbers lindsay when you look at these numbers on the statistics page do you ever go pinch of salt take it with a pinch of salt i think well you'd have to by the mere fact that you can't get your post delivered on time these days tells me that things are not always as easy as we'd like to think the one that gets me the most is the stress, depression or anxiety. But I think that when you look at that figure, which is currently sitting out for these stats, we're looking at, at 914,000 workers suffering with work-related stress, depression or anxiety. I think that's a drop in the pond. Absolutely. That's what I mean by take, take it with a pinch of salt, because I think that that's so under what it would uh, yeah. actually well, be. Apart from the fact that you've got a, fa a, a figure about work-related uh, deaths and that's very easy to to record yes there's some things that you're not going to be able to I know there's going to be discrepancies but when it comes to 914,000 people suffering work-related stress depression or anxiety mm. I know I know that's got to be three or four times more yeah because of people of my experiences of my friends experiences mm -hmm. of colleagues experiences people I meet on training courses mm. it but there's no way like that you can't say to the HSC, oh, we need to do a better job. 
no. it's, it, there's no way. But what I mean with these statistics, I think pretty much other than the deaths, which I think would be very difficult to hide a death as anything other than work related if it were to happen. I think the rest of them effectively, as much as they're the best statistics we have, I think that, you know, we, we have to, I mean, we have to go with these as these yeah. are the, the kind of, you know, provided by the HSE. But I think realistically, we, we could be talking in some of these instances three times, if not more yeah. that, you know, especially as you say, with stress as, as a really big one. The thing is, we, we've got a statistic on stress, depression or anxiety, but we don't have knowledge and understanding in the workplace of it just yet no no and so it's all reactive it's it's, it's kind yeah. of ahead of itself by giving mm. that as a key figure is actually really difficult when it's not implemented in businesses yet and actually it's not even something that you have to report to the hsc so it's quite difficult for them to actually you know they're using information that's been provided to them right by things like labor force surveys and things like that so i mean they did very briefly, if I if if I'm remembering correctly, and I think it was in 2014, but don't quote me on that. They did briefly say yes, we will, we do want you to report work related uh, stress, depression, and so on. And then they got so inundated that they actually said, no, actually, we can't, we, we can't cope with it. Yeah, yeah. Only do physical injury or death, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. But what we're trying to say here is that that's there, and that could be used as a way of as, as maybe a training tool for some in-house training to give people an idea of what we're talking about here and the sort of numbers we're talking. You know, this is not just small fry, little figures. It's not really affecting many people. We're talking millions of people here. So that's, you know, the good thing about having those stats available and giving us that picture. And it also allows us to see year on year, are we doing better? Right. Are we doing worse? Are this, Is the thing coming up that, you know, from sort of injuries and illnesses that haven't previously been on the kind of radar like for example um work-related violence is literally like it's something like the, the, the in, in terms of work-related time off now it takes 10 percent really? so 10 percent of time off is down to acts of violence that's atrocious i know that's i mean it, it literally wasn't even on the radar and then since covid it's just gone woof you know well, so that's a really telling thing about our society as well. Absolutely. Well, if you drive on the roads, you'll uh, you'll see that attitudes have changed, don't they? So that's kind of. There's obviously lots of other things in the popular section on the homepage, but uh, as as we scroll down, it then has information and services section, which we we'll we'll come back to. That does alter sometimes, but we'll come back to those. You've then got a news section, so that could be changes in legislation it could be for example cases where there's been a prosecution it could be it it varies all the time really i mean this one there that says safety alert pop-up toilets people being crushed oh wow when they're underneath a raised unpropped pop-up toilet i I could i could be on this for hours i know i know i'm there going can we read it yeah yeah Flag it, flag it. <laughs> and then you've got um, various kind of guidance documents and things on there as well. So there's lots of information just on the homepage. But what we want to focus on really this session is on the information and services section, which is on that homepage as you sort of slightly scroll down. And there's lots of bits of information there, but we're focusing today on 
imagining we kind of decided how we were going to cover the session didn't we and we sort of said we'll we'll decide we'll kind of pretend as if we are a new company yeah and we just clicked on this website we're a startup we want to know the basics we know we need to do something we just don't know what yeah so in this information and services section there is a topic that is called the basics for your business this is looking at the main responsibilities that an employer has. So if you click on that, it's then split into nine, if my maths yeah. is correct, nine different highlighted sections. topics. Oh, you want me to talk? Then? Yeah, go on then. Oh, all right. Well, I need a sip of my drink. Okay, then I'll have a chat. So you've got nine separate sections. There's clearly going to be a lot more to look at for health and safety basics, but it's a great start. Um, first one, prepare a health and safety policy. Um, which is actually a legal duty, which we will be talking about later on in our episodes. Um, there's guidance on information and training for staff because you cannot run a business, expect people to do things without telling them how to do it. Mm. This is um, this is why I say common sense isn't a thing because a lot of people assume someone else knows what they know. And actually that's really selfish, don't mm. you think? Well, yeah, if you think about <clears throat> coming back to the analogy of driving, the majority of people on the roads in the UK have undertaken a very similar sort of driving test. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like a generic test, isn't it? And the highway code test and things like that. So how on earth then does that explain for the fact that some people just so don't seem to be able to drive? Right. <laughs> And, and the standards that they think is acceptable vary yeah. so drastically. Absolutely. Um, we've got another topic on first aid in work, which is um, super useful. We do have a regulation, so a tentacle, that's the health and safety first aid regulations. Um, so that's going to be a very useful document to help you comply. Um, managing risks and risk assessment at work, massive. That's a, that's a massive click on that one, isn't it? Um, yeah. And we'll be going over risk assessments in a lot more detail. Consultation with your staff, because you may not know, but you do actually have a duty to talk to your staff <laughs> about health you and safety. You can't treat them like mushrooms. Right. <laughs> How do you treat a mushroom? You ignore um, it? No, you, you keep it in the dark and feed it. Oh, my God, I love that. I love that. I laughed and then I was like, hang on a second. How do I you like, treat a mushroom? <laughs> Should I be treating my mushrooms any differently? Do you, do you grow mushrooms? No, but I do have mushrooms in my fridge. I was wondering maybe ah. I should do something different with ah, them. No, no, no. So am I not supposed to leave them in the fridge? If it's the dark? It's when you're growing them. Oh, okay. Um, so you've got to consult with your workers and not treat them like a mushroom. But, do you know what? We actually have a mushroom teddy at home. I could have done, and oh. I could have been a whole thing. Oh. See, we can add to the the fam. It's just like a soft toy section of our podcast. Yeah. Well, because I think you have to you have to laugh in life, and I think soft toys actually bring that. Yeah, well, you can smile, well, don't they? You get to this certain phase in your life, where like, oh god, I'm so beyond that. I'm I'm, I'm twenty, twenty five, thirty, and I, I I'm oh, very no, I suave it. and drink cocktails. I love my collection of soft teddies. They oh. each have a story. They make me smile, and that really means I'm winning at life, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm winning every single day. Um, there is a section about displaying the law poster. Now, I, I'd like to take a guess at something like 95% of people know you're supposed to have the poster up. Yes. But, but have then, no but, idea what it is. But then, yeah, never read it. Um, it's blank. They, um, If they've written anything on it, it's very out of date. Um, it's probably not in a, in a place where it should be. So there's a lot 
we, yeah, there's a lot on that as well. Absolutely. Um, but we will come back to the law poster in yes, another episode. Yes. So I expect lots of people. And you can download to that. that from the website. Let as me well. click. Let me click. Display the law poster. Aha, resources. Yeah. Law so, poster. So you can leaflet. get the poster in a poster format, or if you have a more sort of transient, you know, people working here, there, and everywhere, you can get it in a leaflet format. Or, of course, you could just save it as a PDF and email it to your employees or something like that, you know. Make it standard to be on the home screen. Yeah, yeah. Stick it in your handbook. It depends on the size of business, isn't it, really? Um, The seventh one, report accidents and illness because there are certain injuries, incidents, near misses um, that have to be legally reported to the Health and Safety Executive. That's another regulation that we'll be talking about. There's a topic on have the right workplace facilities. And uh, Daisy is loving this one well, because she has a favourite regulation, like I do. What's yours? No, this is your one. Okay, so my favourite like, regulation is the workplace regulation. And I only like it because it's just very specific. It almost doesn't need its own guide. You You're know? right. And that's because... I like because... the very specific nature of it. Well, it's about toilets. It's about lighting. It's about ventilation. Yeah. Not tripping over the carpet. Yeah. Clean, keeping things clean. Yeah. But they're not, I always say, you'd think, right, as society, we wouldn't need a regulation that tells people you have to have toilets. But there are people that seem to think that it's okay to get your staff weeing in a bucket. And it's not. So we do have to have this law in place. God. God. I mean, pop up toilets is a bit of a bucket. Yeah, I wonder what that but was. But private bucket. It's a private bucket. We're going to have to look at that pop-up toilets we'll, thing in yeah, a minute. We will, we will go back yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Go into our health and safety <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Um, and the final one is about appointing a competent person, someone that will help you manage health and safety in your business. So you've got some really good topics to get you started on the the, the real necessities. So what I would say, say if I was, say, say I am this new business owner, right, and I'm opening up, I don't know, a cafe or something like that, and, um, you know, I go onto this section, onto the basic, the health and safety basics for your business section, and what this is is going right. If we're starting from absolute scratch, these are the things that we need to do. Two reasons: because it'll keep people safe and certainly assist you and prevent lots of negative things from happening. Also, it's going to help you tick those legal boxes as well, mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that we're doing our legal compliance. So, just now you've said that. Um, ticking a box is a really big thing that people talk about. Mm-hmm. There are two sides to health and safety. There's there's the keeping people safe. Yes. But you also have to tick the boxes. Yeah, because that, and that's why I put them in that order. They keep people safe is the priority. You're ticking your box is you're keeping your bum out of jail. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you don't if you don't record what you're doing and manage what you're doing in in a structure, mm-hmm. you're not going to know what's been done. No. So you do have to have it. You know, we're just creating this fake list with tick boxes, but a way of making sure that you've covered everything you're supposed to and you know you're done and dusted tick it off yeah but that's because because if you're opening a cafe your your priority is to be a cafe and make nice sandwiches and cakes and yummy treats and stuff well it's difficult when you start a business because you're going to invest somehow whether it's your time Mm. what you know you're not working in a different job because you're running this business you need to be making money yes so people automatically want to get going yeah but we do have you do. If you run a business, you you have to say, 
I need time to spend on health and safety because you have a duty. If you don't want to spend time on health and safety, you can't run a business. Absolutely. And and if you think about if you think about a cafe as an example, the, the, that cafe owner will spend a lot of time making sure that the kitchen is clean. Yeah. Because they're going to get an inspection. Right. Um, you know, and if the customers find a hair in the sandwich, they're going to be going, oh, this place is gross. You know, the scores on the doors. Oh, if yeah. it's only got one star, people are going, oh, I don't want to eat, eat there. That doesn't look very oh, nice. Oh, we always get that on our local Facebook group. So, you know, you imagine if we had, oh, safety scores on doors. Oh, yeah. Oh, imagine that. Isn't there I mean, a, a show that was scores on the doors? Oh, you imagine if you had like a five, like a yes. rating system for health and safety. Oh, my goodness. And they wouldn't do it because I don't think it. It would be a it, nightmare to orchestrate. Well, it doesn't it? matter to the people that are going into the, the business. They care about the food hygiene standards. No, I know. But, I mean, the whole point of what we just read before about the description of the HSE was about what's in the public public assurance, wasn't it? Yeah, but the public don't care enough. But they would if they were going to a theme park. Yes, true. <laughs> Imagine going to, like, some, like, theme park and it's only got one-star safety rating. Wow. Have we just created a thing? Oh, my God. Maybe we should release this <laughs> podcast. Stop recording. Yeah, now. yeah. Copyright, copyright. I, I mean, you you could do that even in in a in a private setting. You could say you could set up a, a, like a, a sort of right. We're going to create these scores on the doors. Ah, but actually, do you not always have to have five star? Or is there is there three star is acceptable above and beyond? Which I love above and beyond is the fours and the fives. The people that have got to that minimum level of expectation. Which well, is a three. Yeah. And then... Well, technically, I mean, I don't know how... It, I mean, I do know a little bit of how it works in food safety. Um, because effectively, if you get a one star, it doesn't mean that your food is gross. It just means that you could be doing better better things to manage health and safety. If if it's so gross that you need to close your doors, you just don't get a star. Ah, oh, you know? okay. That's interesting. So maybe you could... Re- apply that same kind of thinking to a health and safety model that actually yeah your five star is like whoa this is gold standard amazingness for health and safety and what you know i mean that you you imagine if if there was such a thing i mean we're creating a business idea i know i know gosh watch out folks yeah if you would like if you would like Lindsay or me to come into your business and give you a five star rating get in touch right (laughs) We'll have to get more than just Instagram and Gmail. <laughs> so just coming back to the the health and safety for business, for basics for business, this is a section full of guidance. Now, we spoke in the previous episode about guidance. My kind of explanation of guidance is a bit like, let's say the law is what you have to know and that's what you have to do. And if you go back to those days of your exams, your let's revision guides where you're kind of that's the you know let's explain it in layman's terms if that's the right term let's explain it let's break it down so you might have done for example for your a-levels or gcse's or something you might have done the shakespeare hamlet macbeth well trying to read your way through that and interpret that is like you know i don't know drinking a glass of water while standing on your head uh virtually impossible so then your mum or your dad went out and go look there's a let's revision guide (laughs) which basically explained it almost like wrote it in basic language and that then helped you to interpret it and you went oh that's what old William was saying when he was trying to say that in Hamlet goodness there's what else unless you were me and my mum just robbed the 
revision guide on my head because I just wouldn't even pick it up. Oh. And I didn't have A-level revision guides because I didn't even get that far. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I've got personality to keep me going, so. You've got way much more than who, that. Who needs GCSEs and A-levels when you've got this personality? You've got Rubens the Jellyfish. Yes. So. Unique. Um, so, yeah, that's what this guidance is. So if you don't know how to write a health and safety policy, because guess what? You've got to start somewhere. We weren't just automatically born knowing how to write one. Click on the prepare a health and safety policy and it's going to take you through the steps. It's going to take you through what you have to include and what you should include. And it's also going to give you examples, pre-written examples. Now, you don't have to use the examples, but they're there to make it easy, simple, as quick as you want it to be while still keeping people safe and still ticking that legal box. Now, if you're thinking this is still all jargon to me, that's when you can look at appointing your competent person. You could actually hire somebody directly within your organization or perhaps a consultant to assist you with some of these tasks to take away some of the stress that might come with this. Now, they can't take away the ultimate sort of responsibility for keeping people safe, but they can assist you in making sure you're meeting those legal requirements. Right. And that's going to that's that's a whole uh, another episode as well, because there's certain things that you need to be looking for with you, yeah. you, you don't really want to go to uh, a search page and type in consultant health and safety consultant Watford and just pick the first one, because actually you've got to find the right person for you. Someone that's going to be open yeah. and honest with you, someone that you trust. It's a big, big deal. And you might decide you want to be the competent person. Yes. You know, it's your business. You want to stand there at the front at the helm of this and lead. Okay, great. Are you competent? If not, find out how you need to get competent, what you need to do in order to get you to that point where you know that you're doing everything you need to and you have that knowledge and understanding. And that's, again, where training comes in. Right. You know? But also you can get yourself competent but also have a competent person and actually you've got a full-time job you've got a business to run but I, I've always found when I'm running a business I want to know how things function I'm probably not going to do the job but I need to know I need to I, I, I'm I'm ultimately in charge and therefore I don't want to be going oh well I have no idea because I've got someone to do that yeah and I think that's where things like some of the bits we do like inspections and audits come in it's sort of double checking that person that's removed from your organization just giving you that yep thumbs up it's all looking good you know because otherwise what are we are we just waiting for somebody to die or be injured as they as they as the kind of green light or the red light that we're doing it right or we're not doing it right so that's where you can get that assurance and I guess again coming to the example of food safety food safety they do that don't they they get somebody to come in and go it's looking clean it's looking hygienic yeah. you know? and, and you, you always want to double check right especially if you've got if you're new to it having someone to come in and say yeah actually that looks good or to come in and go what you've done is great but there's a little bit more and i i always say there's no failings in health and safety there's gaps mm. and, and that's a good one yeah yeah thanks. um there's a gap and if there's a gap I need to find out about it and then I can deal with it and I can fill that gap let's and I can it, improve. Let's bridge it. Let's sort right. it out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because people absolutely. always think if, it's, if you're failing, they, maybe they're a bit embarrassed or there's the classic one where someone in the business goes, oh, well, someone didn't do what they were supposed to do and they get me in trouble. Yeah, I hate yes. it. Uh, it's not about that. If our ultimate goal is keeping people safe, no one's perfect. 
there will be gaps. There's gaps in multi-billion pound businesses. There's gaps in what the government are doing. Oh, well. So, yes. and, and, the, and, you know, let's face it, the laws we talk about, they're written by the government. Right. And there's gaps in their own ability to follow their own laws. So, you know, what we have to remember is it, it's mainly that we're talking about people here. People manage these systems yep. and people are not perfect. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the worst thing you can do is pretend you're perfect and pretend everything's okay. The most yeah. <laughs> powerful thing you could do is go... This is why we need an cat. ostrich teddy. For what? Don't bury your head in the sand. Oh, <laughs> I'm actually going to go on Amazon and get one of those. I actually so have good. one at home. Oh, do you? Yes. We would have a great collection Seriously, together. my son's got so many teddies. Oh, Literally, God. we've got every analogy covered in a soft toy. I've probably filtered <laughs> ours out to the summer fair. Yeah. But my mother loves a collection of soft toys. She's got loads. And I'll, I should really raid hers as well. Yes. But the, the biggest thing for me is if you think this stuff is overwhelming and you ignore it, that's really dangerous. Mm because we are talking about human beings that deserve their place on this planet, potentially being harmed because there's gaps. Whereas there is help out there. There's this free website, there's consultants that are varying levels of cost. I know there's some people that will just sit in the background and be there when you want to ask them questions. There's people that will come in one day a week, two days a week through or whatever. There is loads of help. Um, and we're here as well. Yeah, and that's what we've said before about if you've got a particular thing you want us to cover in an episode, get in touch. Do you want to do the um, get in touch? Let's throw in the contact info. Instagram, healthandsafety.angels. And Gmail, healthandsafetyangels at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, just can I just add one thing before we finish? I know you were going to like round up then. Yeah. That... Along the top tabs on the HSE website, I'm not going to give that web address again because I'm probably going to get, you know, told <laughs> off. Um, there is a contact section, okay? And if you click on the contact section, there are many reasons why you might need to contact the HSE. But one of them says, ask us about health and safety. You can actually directly contact the HSE if you have a question, if you're not sure about something, if you've read it on their website, you've read it in the law and you're still not sure, you can ask them as well. So that, you know, there's plenty of levels. If you've got not a bean to rub together because you're just starting out, get on the phone to them, drop them a message, you know, and if you want, you know, there's, there's options. That's what we're saying is that yeah. you're not on your own here. If you're feeling you're struggling and you're overwhelmed by it, you need to reach out to them or for someone else for support. Um, because, you know, we're talking, obviously, as we already have through many of our episodes, serious stuff here. It's been an absolute pleasure. We will uh, see you for the next episode. Yes. Take care. Keep safe. Bye.